Hi, I'm Steve, and this is the Trained Professional Podcast. up all you beautiful professionals out there i'm doing another solo podcast if tom is missing for another one of these sunday podcasts i'm gonna have to start calling this solo sundays with steve anyways let's get down to business i have top players of the week so far right now it is four o'clock so i've only seen the one o'clock games haven't seen the late games but these players have played absolutely amazingly up until now so Number one, I got Miles Sanders. 11 attempts, 80 yards, two touchdowns, 7.3 yards per carry. Now, I benched him against the Steelers because I was thinking that the Steelers could actually play defense. Most of this stat line came from one 77-yard touchdown, I think it was. So, yeah, if you... Listen... Get rid of that touchdown. He had an okay game. So, yeah, I guess he's the top performer of the week. But, yeah, I I shouldn't put him at number one. But, yes, good job, Miles. Way to put on a show at your hometown. All right. Number two, I got Teddy Bridgewater, Teddy Two Gloves. He was 27 of 37. That's 73% completion percentage. 313 yards, two touchdowns. Very good game for Teddy Two Gloves, getting the W against the atrocious Atlanta Atlanta Falcons, who just haven't been able to do anything so far this year. They didn't blow a lead this game. They never had one, actually, I don't think. So, good job, Atlanta. All right, slotting in at number three, I have the Ravens' defense. Now, this isn't exactly an individual player, but this defense as a whole played amazingly. Seven sacks, three forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and an interception to top it all off. They owned the Bengals' offensive line. The Bengals need to protect Joe Burrow much better. They better invest this year in the draft, or else Joe Burrow is not going to have a chance to be a competent NFL quarterback if he's not able to be up in the pocket at all. All right, the guy I should have at number one, I have coming in at number four. By the way, I normally kind of have an order to this list this week. I don't. A little chaotic. But number four, I have Chase Claypool. Seven receptions, 110 yards. Get this. Four touchdowns. That's unheard of. Who has four touchdowns? Four. How many? I I posted this on Instagram today, but uh, it was the Tom Brady holding up the four, fourth down. How many touchdowns did Chase Claypool have? Four. So, yeah, the the rookie's coming in with an amazing game. Deontay Johnson is out with a back injury. So, I don't know what that is all about. He didn't return to the game. Juju, I mean, I I don't don't know what his stat line was exactly. Uh, But Chase Claypool have a day coming in number five i got kyler murray bouncing back from a two-game deficit he goes 27 of 37 73 percent completion percentage 380 yards one touchdown one interception 
And he had nine rushing attempts for 31 yards and a touchdown. Pretty good game. 30-point fantasy game. Uh, The thing with this is he came back after having really bad games against... After having bad games against the Lions and the Panthers. All right. Number six is a little strange. Uh, I have the entire Raiders organization. They took down the Giants in the Chiefs, bringing them down to 4-1. and one. They are now 3-2. and two. And I think after this point, they're in the hunt for the lead in the division. Uh, so I got two players right here in particular. I got... Henry Ruggs, two receptions. He had three targets, two receptions. 118 yards and a touchdown. He is speed incarnate. Think of the word speed. That is Henry Ruggs. I saw him run that route. No one was going to catch him. No one was going to touch him. Amazing catches by Henry Ruggs. And then who was throwing them to him? Derek Carr. 22 of 31, 347 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, 71% completion percentage. Good job, Derek Carr. This is his best game so far. This is the Derek Carr we want to see, not Captain Checkdown. Awesome by him. The entire Raiders organization, just give yourself a round of applause. Very good. You all beat the Chiefs. That That is something. I didn't watch that game too closely, but I wish I had. Instead, I was watching the Washington football team lose tragically to the Rams. I'm going to talk about that later, but very good by the whole entire Raiders organization. John Gruden, well-called game. Derek Carr, well-thrown game. Henry Ruggs, good receiving game. Josh Jacobs, good rushing game. All around an amazing game by the Las Vegas Raiders, picking up, I'd say, the first big win since they came to Las Vegas. And that is going to round out our top players of the week. I will come back to you with your questions to the professionals. with your questions from Instagram. All right, we got it. We got past 100 followers. Keep your eyes open for a giveaway on the page. It's going to be awesome. You guys are going to really like it. I promise you it's going to be a surprise for now. But I'm going to have a giveaway for everyone who is following on Instagram. If you haven't already, follow us so that you can hear about the giveaway. And now let's get into your questions. So we got a few questions this week. It's We answered one of them earlier in the week. What do we think about the benching of Dwayne Haskins for Kyle Allen? Um, eh, okay, basically is the answer to that question. All right, next question coming in from at John underscore T Nava. Please ask Tom why he still thinks that Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback if he can't even win a playoff game. I'm solo here today. I'm missing Tom. I don't know what to say to this. Um, You're going to have to ask him. I'm not sure if he thinks he's a good quarterback or not. I'm starting him today in one of my fantasy leagues against that atrocious Seattle pass defense. But, yes, 
I don't know. <laughs> Simple answer to your question. All right. So now the next ones are all coming in from at H-C-G-U-E-N-T-H-E-R. H.C. Gunther. All right. So he says, okay, Steve, here's my question. Who is better, Kyler Murray or Baker Mayfield? That's a very good question. Um, yeah, this is actually one of the questions that stumped me. He actually has asked me this before. Uh, I mean, okay. After the performance that Kyler Murray put up today, I'm going with Kyler right now. I think Kyler is more talented than Baker. I think Baker is much more of a system quarterback. He plays off of how well people are playing around him as opposed to people playing better because of him. So I think that gives Kyler the edge as to who is the better quarterback from Oklahoma. So thank you for your question. And now Hans has asked a whole bunch of questions from his friend Bobby. So... Who's going to win the NFC East? I answered this last week. I think it's going to be the Cowboys. They have the most talent. The Washington football team takes another L today. Eagles take another L today. And I think the Cowboys are going to take this Giants game. So, Cowboys. Who's on your MVP list at this point in the season? Okay. So, I got a few people here right now. So, as of right now... As I'm recording this, I'm probably calling a few audibles inside of my own head because of the loss of Patrick Mahomes. That might knock him out of my top five MVP candidates this year. All right. So, sliding in at number one. Oh, we're doing it. Josh Allen is the MVP up to this point. Russell Wilson, get out of here right now. Josh Allen is going to... It's it's more of a storyline that Josh Allen is good, I think. And the MVP contest is more of a popular... Not a contest. The MVP award is more of a contest than a popular contest than an actual most valuable player award. It's just to whoever, you know, I think storyline is a large part of it. And I think Josh Allen is one of the most polarizing figures in football. And the way he's performing this year, he's going to win the award. All right. So number two, I got to have Russell Wilson. He's never won an MVP. That's part of the storyline. He's won a Super Bowl. Hasn't got that MVP yet. He is playing out of his mind. Right now, he's playing better than Josh Allen. So, yes, I think right now, Russell Wilson deserves the MVP more, but I think that Josh Allen is still number one in the MVP race. All right, number three, I got to have Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is playing some of the best football of his entire career, which is kind of crazy considering the fact that for the past two years, yes, he's been putting up good numbers. There was a quote from Aaron Rodgers that my down years are most are uh, career years for most quarterbacks. So a little cocky, but kind of true. So yes, he's been having good years, but this year is not more of the Aaron Rodgers that we've come to expect. He is playing very, very well. He threw four touchdowns against that awful Atlanta Falcons team. Robert Tanyan, very good game from him. 
I didn't put him on our top players last week, but he would have been if it was recorded after Sunday. So very good game from Robert Tanyan. Very good game from Aaron Rodgers. Moving on to number four. Mm, this spot is up for debate in my mind, really. Um, you know what? After this game... No, I, I can't. I was going to put Derek Carr there. Let's go with Alvin Kamara. Let's go with Alvin Kamara coming in at number four. This Saints team has not been relying on anyone else besides Alvin Kamara. I don't care what you say. He has single-handedly been carrying that team. That's technically what an MVP is supposed to do. If we're going purely off of most valuable player, he should be at number two or three maybe. But once again, quarter non-quarterback and also um, has not maybe doesn't have the storyline that the other three have. Okay, number five, let's throw in a, um, yeah, let's throw in a defensive player. Why not? Uh, I think we're going to go with Aaron Donald. Just had a three-sack day today. Undisputed best player in the NFL. Why not? MVP year. It's possible. It's definitely possible, especially after this three-sack day today. I think if any defensive player is going to win it, I think it's going to be Aaron Donald. I think he is definitely always in the conversation for defensive player of the year. But yes, uh, just missed the list. Maybe Derek Carr. I was going to put Derek Carr in the top five maybe, but he just beat up on Patty Mahomes. And then obviously Patty Mahomes missed the top five. He just lost today, which is a huge shot to him. I think if he has a huge bounce back week against the Bills, then I think that puts him back into the top five. And then maybe Lamar Jackson uh, hasn't been playing his best football, but hey, he's a good player. So I think that, yeah, he just missed the list. All right. Next question is also from Bobby. Is Lamar going to improve after these two crappy games? Okay, so... I'm having to eat my words a little bit on Lamar. Not the best game from him. It was mostly a defensive played game. But Lamar did a good job of managing the Ravens to a victory. So I wouldn't say this is like an absolutely stat-packed game for him. But he won the game. Wins are not a quarterback stat, but hey... He was able to have a pretty good game against the bad Bengals team. So, to answer your question, I mean, kind of. He, I mean, now that I know the answer, he kind of bounced back. But I wouldn't call this a huge bounce back. If this continues throughout the season, then I think we got to question how good Lamar is. I think he's as good as like Deshaun Watson if he continues on this path. So. I think that's all of our questions that we have this week. Thank you all for submitting them. Follow us at TPP Sports on Instagram. Submit your questions to us if you want them answered. They will be answered next Sunday by me and Tom. I think Tom hasn't told me that he's not going to be out of town or that he is going to be out of town or anything like that. So we should both be here to answer your questions. Submit your questions, submit your questions, submit your questions. Thank you so much for 100 plus followers on at TPP Sports. Giveaway coming soon. I'm going to come back to you 
with my narratives to close out the week for week five. with my narratives after week five. So two things I got to mention before we start this section. Number one, I forgot to mention that Dak Prescott just barely missed my MVP list. He's been playing well. The reason why actually he reminded me of himself was he threw a pick six right before I was about to start recording this. So that's why I was reminded that Dak was an MVP candidate. And then the second thing is, um, I didn't even recognize this guy. I think I would have put him on my top six if I had known about him. So probably even over Miles Sanders. But Travis Fulgham, I don't I don't know how you pronounce that at all. 150 yards to, and a touchdown from him on the Eagles. Wow, I did not know about Travis Fulgham. I didn't know who he was. I've never heard of him in my entire life. So good job to you. I guess you're the honorary seventh person on our top players list this week. Okay, let's get into it. COVID, COVID, COVID. COVID. Yes, COVID. Um, another positive test coming today, which is Sunday, from the Titans organization, which uh, resulted in the Titans facility being closed down. No word yet at... 5.31 p.m. and 47 seconds. So I don't think that this game is going to get canceled. The NFL hasn't said so yet. And I have a reason for it. Um, let me get that into that in a minute. The Broncos-Patriots game has been rescheduled to week six. Um, there was a whole bunch of shuffling that I don't know about, really which affected the Chargers-Jags game today. So I don't know if that's happening, but there was a whole bunch of shuffling going on. And the Patriots had another positive COVID test, and it was in their facility. They closed down their facility. So I got a little bit of a conspiracy theory for this, okay? The NFL loves the Patriots fans because, number one, they have the entirety of the Northeast of the United States. They have six states. They have six states in New England. So they obviously have the biggest fan base in the NFL, I'd say. Or at least the biggest area of fan base. Maybe besides that of Dallas, but there's also Houston there. So that takes away some of Dallas's fan fans. But you see the NFL loves Dallas too. They love the Patriots and they love to give the Patriots excuses. So... Conspiracy theory time. The Patriots played the Chiefs last week, right? That game was up in the air. Uh, No one kind of was thinking that was going to happen. That was after Cam Newton tested positive for coronavirus. So maybe some people were going to, you know, not play. I I, I don't think that Cam was the only one with COVID last week. But basically, they've given him a free excuse. They would have said, the Patriots can say, oh, Cam was out with COVID. That's why we lost to the Chiefs. Even though with Cam, they still would have lost to the Chiefs. So I think that's I think that's a pretty reasonable take. They still would have lost to the Chiefs, even if they did have Cam still. 
Now they were going to play the Broncos this week, right? Against the third stringer of the Broncos, they would have been absolutely embarrassed because they would have lost to the Broncos. I had the Broncos winning this week. So did Tom. So, yes, that that's basically the conspiracy theory. The NFL is giving Patriots fans excuses. They would have lost to the Broncos. They would have been absolutely embarrassed. They would have been shown up because their team is not good. Cam Newton is carrying their team. Even with Cam Newton, they can't beat the best competition in the NFL. And I think that the Bills are going to beat them with Cam just because of this. So, yes, I think the NFL has it. And another piece of proof is why hasn't the Bills versus Titans game been postponed? The Titans didn't play last week, and they've been constantly having coronavirus tests come up positive. So that game is still on. And, yeah, this is this is kind of ridiculous. Um, so, NFL, you need to get everything together because you are not doing that great of a job with this. It's so confusing. But, yeah, that's kind of a conspiracy theory I had about this. Um, I think I got to shut up about Lamar Jackson and the Ravens for now after they just shot down the Bengals. I think I predicted the Bengals winning this week against them. Huge upset. Kind of ridiculous of me to say considering the fact that the Bengals went all they could have gone 0-16 last year the addition of Joe Burrow and T Higgins and like a few other pieces are not going to make this team a superstar team at all so I didn't think that but I predicted that the Ravens were going to lose to them so yeah the Ravens shut me up uh mostly the Ravens defense I still think Lamar needs to prove himself once again pretty okay game today uh i think that he had like the lowest rushing attempts of his career maybe i don't know but that was i I saw something like that on tv but he didn't rush the ball very much today so we kind of saw him with just passing and just handing off the ball basically so yeah i don't think it's that impressive i think that for him to be a successful nfl quarterback he can only rush the ball And I think that he needs to get out of that maybe if he wants to be able to have a long, sustained career in the NFL. Because I think we saw what happened to Mike Vick with his injuries. He obviously had some legal issues, but I think that Mike Vick was very injury prone and he eventually learned how to throw the ball very well and not have to rely on his legs so much. He still relied on them a little, but he started transitioning into more of a pocket passer later in his career, especially because you lose a step once you get a little older. So anyways, that was a little bit of a tangent for me, but as of now, the Ravens have shut me up. Okay, the Washington football team. I would have preferred to watch the Chiefs versus Raiders game, the Steelers versus Eagles game, but no. All that I was left with was the Ravens versus the Bengals game, which was like watching paint dry, and the football team versus the Rams game, which was slightly better. It was more like watching, I don't know, grass grow. (laughs) I, I mean, like, it really just... It was such a sad game to watch. It reminds me of watching Bills games like a couple of years ago where they just were outmatched and they weren't going to win. Didn't matter what the other team was going to do, really. It, we we went into the game knowing we weren't going to win and we come out losing. So that's how that game kind of felt to me. 
it's a little different than it has been in past years with this team because before it I think that without Kirk Cousins, they were really bad. But I think that Kirk Cousins kind of blinded them almost to all of the problems they had in the organization. They said, because Kirk Cousins was performing quite well in Washington for what he had. Uh, The offensive line played absolutely atrociously. Kyle Allen went out with an injury, and we saw Alex Smith's return. Who isn't rooting for Alex Smith? But he could have broken his leg again. I mean, it must have felt like... (laughs) I don't even know how he felt because he must have been sacked like four times, I think, today. Or six times. I think six times he was sacked. So, yeah, that's ridiculous. So I think that he came back to the team and he was like, okay, so I'm back now. And now I'm back on the ground where I remember being. So, yeah, that's how it must have felt to him. He could not get any time to throw the football. I started Terry McLaurin in one of my fantasy leagues, so that's why I'm a little salty. I also started Antonio Gibson. This offense couldn't get anything going. This defense, though, very good game from them. The football team was down 23-10, to and they had two three-and-outs in the third quarter, and the offense just couldn't do anything. I think they came back on, and then they had a three-and-out, too. So it's like, what are you doing? You've got to be able to at least get a first down. Like, come on. Anyways, I predicted them to win this week, so I was rooting for them heavily, and I wanted my players in fantasy to do well. And it was so sad to watch. I was just, it was just so depressing. I actually wanted them to win this time, and now I know how you feel. So now, I'm never picking them to win another game ever again because that was so atrocious. It's not even funny. They have serious problems at the offensive line that they need to address. They need new, young offensive linemen. If they don't get new offensive linemen, there's just no chance for them to succeed in the NFL ever. I thought that maybe they could sneak into a playoff spot because of how bad their division is. They're so bad that their division actually looks good. Riverboat Ron, I know you're kind of changing the culture around. There was this one play, hustle play by Montez Sweat, where Cam Akers broke off a huge run and he chased him down and tackled him. So great effort play by Montez Sweat. I'm not sure if that would have happened in the football team of old, but it's good to see that the culture is maybe changing. Maybe this is kind of a turnaround. Ron, now that you have control over the team, I'm not sure if Dan Snyder is going to have a happy trigger finger and fire you pretty quickly. I don't think he's that type of guy. But you need to do a good job of getting players for your team to succeed. All right. Last thing I'm going to wrap it up with is kind of a news story. Uh, Michael Thomas has an altercation with a teammate and gets kicked out of Monday's game. I mean, I think that we kind of knew that Michael Thomas was a bit of a jerk, and that's kind of what his reputation in the NFL has been. But this is kind of a little unsettling to hear from a number one receiver. Like, this is how Earl Thomas got kicked off his team. Like, I'm not sure. I mean, Michael Thomas is obviously more valuable than Earl Thomas, but still, these problems can't become a consistent thing or else the team is going to have to do something besides just keeping him out of one game or something else but this is what we saw with the downfall of Carson Wentz Carson Wentz was a 
cancer in the locker room. And now we're kind of seeing that maybe a little bit with Michael Thomas. Maybe he was pretty passionate about something and maybe his teammate was in the wrong. I don't know if the teammate is playing. We don't know who the teammate is. Uh, this is a report from Adder Schefter. But he was questionable for that game with an ankle injury in the first place. So... Michael Thomas is kicked out of Monday night's game. So, pretty big news, I'd say. Pretty big news. But, yeah. For anyone who has him on your fantasy team, I am sorry. But... This is, yeah, this is not acceptable from him. I hope that he has some sort of press conference explaining himself, saying maybe, yeah, I made a mistake. I shouldn't have done this. I think Earl Thomas did that too, but he still ended up getting kicked off. Oh, another thing. Jalen Ramsey gets fined for his fight with Golden Tate. I didn't have this written down, but that's pretty big news in my opinion. They're disciplining Jalen Ramsey, but not Golden Tate. Uh, Yeah, what Jalen did was pretty wrong, but I think what Golden Tate did was pretty wrong too. Maybe Jalen was a little worse, but I think they both maybe deserve fines for what they did. But yeah, Jalen Ramsey is the biggest jerk in the NFL. I think he's my least favorite player at this point. He has, I mean, uh, I think I heard that he had a press conference and he said that I'm not the most liked by Bill's Mafia going in. So he didn't exactly apologize, I don't think. But I think that he kind of realizes what he's been doing and he's been trash talking. That's part of his game. I love people who trash talk, but his trash talk is pretty empty considering the fact about everything that he said. So those are all of the narratives that I have after week five. Um, Pretty good week so far. Pretty good week. I've only seen the one o'clock games. I can't wait to see what happens on Monday night. And then if this Tuesday night football game happens for the Buffalo Bills, tune in. It's going to be on national television at 7 p.m. to watch the number one MVP contender right now compete against a pretty good Titans team. So, anyways, go watch the Bills. Oh, another rescheduling for the Bills. They're going to have 5 p.m. on Monday next week against the Chiefs. Very important game to watch. Chiefs coming off a loss. Bills coming off of, we don't know yet, maybe a bye, maybe a win, maybe a loss probably a win i don't know i don't think this titan team is very good so i think if we do play i think the bills are going to beat them so that's going to do it for us this week thank you all so much for tuning into this solo trained professional podcast we will talk to you thursday morning about week six